That goes without saying, though I said it anyway, in case you are a new listener. I do all kinds of weird things, stupid things that everybody else says, what? When I tell them about these things that I do. Here's one of them. I do some exercising late at night, sometimes after 10 p.m. Walk, do some sit-ups and push-ups on the middle of a street or a sidewalk. I've also been riding my bike. And it's been a long time since I've ridden a bike consistently. So riding a bike is like riding a bike. Once you get used to doing it, it doesn't take long to do it. There are a lot of obstacles during the day that you can see when you're on a bike. At night, there aren't. Some of the places I go, they're well lit. And then it goes dark and then it gets lit again. And I've realized in this present day era that the biggest issues slash problems that I have while riding a bike are not running into a car are not running over a stone and flying over the handlebars. It's actually running into a deer. That's right, the animal, the deer. They are so, I'll use the word domesticated, so used to the suburbs, they don't even move. And they camp very close to the sidewalk. And I've been thinking to myself, that's going to be, that's going to be the issue. That's how I'm going to crash. I'm going to run into a deer. <laughs> we are pedaling forward into another episode of Strictly Stretch in Time. I'm Jeff Stritch. Great to have you with me. As always, I am broadcasting live. Well, I'm doing this live. You're going to hear it live because you're alive while listening to it on Friday. October 16th, 2020, another gorgeous fall day here in Cleveland. And we begin the program with, well, a couple of current events. Then I go into something else and then the main topic. Again, if you're a regular listener, you know exactly what's going to happen. If you are a new listener, well, come along. Come along for the ride. The new TV, well, the fall TV schedule, show schedule, shows are now premiering. Yes, very late because of the pandemic. And what you're used to watching is going to be a little different with the all the COVID regulations and the quarantining. I try to make this a virus-free zone, but I must mention that because a lot of the shows that are coming out have taken precautions. One of the shows that premieres tonight is Shark Tank. 
That's right. They went through a quarantining process. If you are unfamiliar with the show, they've got the five business people. They sit close together. Somebody comes out and pitches an idea. They either like it or don't. Well, five business people, I'm not going to name all of them. They're going to sit farther apart from each other. They had to go through a quarantining process. And they are beginning their 12th season. It's an unscripted series. If you didn't know that, if obviously if you're familiar, you're watching it. You can tell that it's an unscripted show. But a lot of the other fall shows, either premiere fall shows of premieres or of episodes that have been on, are beginning. Yes, we're in mid-October, headed towards late October, and because of everything that's taken place, the fall shows have started later. So if you are tired of watching reruns, well, I'm basically letting you know that the new TV season <laughs> is going to be beginning in full force. Now, we're going to stay on TV slash movies for our second current event item there is a show beginning here in the Cleveland area. It's going to be broadcast on WUAB, Channel 43. That's a TV station here in Cleveland. It's called The Big Bad B Movie Show. It's a horror host show that harkens back to Cleveland's legendary horror movie show format with a modern twist. If you are listening in the Northeast Ohio area, your ears just perked up. If you're listening elsewhere, well, you're going to need a little bit more of an explanation. And here it is. Now, the first episode, which airs tomorrow night, that's Saturday the 17th, features the 1989 film, Attack of the Giant Leeches. Now, the show's comedic host, Leopold and Lenora. That's their names on the show. Their local performers, Zachariah Durr and Laura Wimbila, they provide skits and commentary around a different old-school horror film every Saturday night. The Big Bad B-Movie Show finds inspiration in WUAB's Superhost show that broadcast from 1969 to 1989. WOIO Channel 19's The Frank and Drack Show, 1987 to 1988. And Shock Theater, hosted by Cleveland TV legend Gillardi on WJW Channel 8 from 1963 to 1966. Now, Durr, who works for WUAB and WOIO as a video producer for the CLE Weekend website. Picked up his hosting gig when he learned that the station aimed to incorporate new programming into its schedule. If you're not of British descent, schedule. The Big Bad B-Movie show was developed to fill gaps created by the virus pandemic's effect on the TV station. It should be a lot of fun. I love, I grew up watching the horror movies that were on at the aforementioned times. I did that probably until I was like 
15 or 16 or 17 again, showing that I had no, no dating life. But I will talk more about that show in upcoming episodes because I thought that, you know what, it would be interesting to have them call in on one of my shows. So I will mention that periodically. I will reach out and make an effort to the Big Bad B-Movie show that takes on horror films. It begins Saturday. That's tomorrow, October 17th on WUAB Channel 43. Now, the main topic for this evening, we're going to go with a... Drum roll. No, 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 no. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Not a drum roll. Please back that drum roll up, Shaggy. Beep, beep, beep. Let's go with a bongo introduction for today's topic. Something different. So, Shaggy, do your due diligence. Cue up the bongos, and I'm going to sing something like Shaggy's playing bongo music. I'm trying to sing to bongo music. Just something a little different from the drum roll, please, for the program. And tonight, we're going to talk about landscaping. A lot of the things that you do outdoors. And I'm going to preface this by saying, if you are a landscaper, by profession, profession, do summer work, do that work in the winter, snow plowing. Those are fabulous professions. More power to you. I, I'm not, when I talk about landscaping during this episode, I'm talking about me and landscaping. I'm talking about me and snow plowing. So I don't want anybody to be offended because I will try not to say anything like that again, that I have to remind everybody that the show is has nothing to do with landscapers. Now, the summer season is ending. We are into fall, so we don't have to landscape as much as we do in the spring. Growing up in Solon, Ohio, my dad and my brother, who is two, three, three years older than I am every Saturday, like clockwork. We had to wash the cars and cut the grass. Now, I, when I say wash the cars, I don't mean take the hose and just, you know, do the outside and hope the dirt drips off. I mean, wash the cars, take a rag, get the dirt off, Put the hose, spray the hose on the car again, then dry the car off. You vacuum the inside. It's just, it's a monotonous chore. It was then and it is now. But every Saturday, my dad, who passed away, I think it'll be seven years um, this March. And I apologize to those who are aghast saying, he doesn't know exactly when his father passed away. I do. It'll be seven years at the end of March. He was somewhat regimented 
very, very regimented. And he would wash the cars by himself in the winter because my brother and I would be doing other things on Saturday mornings. If he just got done with a football game, he'd be back viewing films. I would be playing basketball in in one of the rec leagues. So as it got colder, we got away from doing it. But we're going to focus on springtime washing cars. Every Saturday, if you love your automobile and you like doing that, then more power to you. If you want to look good for the ladies or the men, that's fine. Usually I don't notice a car unless it's parked next to me, and I'll say nice ride. I do notice attractive women when they're driving, but that's another story for another time. But I don't know. It was about maybe two or three years ago. I was talking to my brother on the phone, and somehow the conversation reverted to cars. And he made mention of the fact that he doesn't wash his car. He takes it somewhere to get washed. They have them vacuum it because he said he's rebelling against what our dad did. And I said, you know what? I do the exact same thing. I don't wash it because I, I it, it's, it's a waste of time. It really is. The first thing you need to do to avoid having to wash a car is not to get it dirty. Now, we know that's not going to happen while you're driving. But on the inside, you have the opportunity. You don't eat on the inside. You, you don't drink so you spill something. That is, if you're a really, really good drinker, you don't have to worry about spilling anything. But come on, let's face it, it does happen. So you don't eat, you just follow simple procedures, and guess what? You really don't have to wash or vacuum the inside of the car. So my brother said he rebels. I said, geez, thank you. I thought that I was the only one doing that. Now, I don't take my car every week to a car wash and have them vacuum it and clean it. No, I I think I do it like twice a year, but I try to keep it as clean as possible. That's one of the things that it's an annoying task. And if you've done it your entire life, you really don't want to do it anymore. Now, my age is going to come into play during the things that I talk about. I'm 55. If I sound younger... that's good. If I look younger, that's even better. But my days of looking younger and looking attractive, they ended about 30 years ago. And I just have better things to do at my age. I I don't like to think that the clock is ticking. I like to think I have another 35, 40, 45 years left to wreak havoc on the big blue marble. But I just like to think there are better things to do than spending your time washing your car. Now, the other thing that I'd like to focus on is any kind of landscaping. Ay, 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 landscaping. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. If you can't tell, 
you can't see it. I'm I'm rubbing my temples because even talking about this makes me a little bit nauseous. I don't understand landscaping when you have to do it yourself. Weeding, you're down on your knees and you're pulling grass out of the ground in order for your yard to look fabulous for who? For your other neighbors? That seems to be the contest. Not just for one full summer, but every week. Look. Look at Joe's yard this week. Look what he did. He actually got in his hands and knees and pulled those blades of grass that he couldn't cut. I'm going to talk about my neighbors, and I've actually had a little more communication with my one neighbor, and it's a good thing. He's a good guy. But over the course of a summer, I'll see that he's cutting his grass, and then I try to forget things, move on. And then I'll notice that he's cutting his grass the next day a different way. Then I notice it might be a day after that. Two days after, he'll cut it again. He's retired. If you're retired and you enjoy spending every minute of your waking day making your art look good, kudos to you. Now, this guy also cuts the grass the same time that I do. So if he's cut it three out of four days and I cut it on the fifth day, guess what? He's out there cutting it. Look at that. I'm going to show Jeff up. I'm going to show how my yard looks better. His yard does look better, folks. And I don't really mind that because I live on a corner lot. But I'm not going to go out of my way to make the yard look fabulous to those who are driving by, barely stopping at the stop sign. The neighbor's close to me. They, they're not commenting. As long as the yard looks good, decent, I should say, and that means that the grass is cut. Weeding, never liked it. I avowed never to do it again. A tedious tedious task. I I don't understand anyone's need for a yard to look like it has to win some kind of prize. Raking leaves, I would rather be boiled in oil. I don't get it. So the leaves fall. Yeah, it has an effect on the grass over the winter, I guess, or when you cut your grass, it goes into the mower. I don't really know, and I don't really give a rat's doo-doo would it be rats would it be wait it would be i don't give a rat's dupa because that would be rat's ass but i don't want to say ass though i just did a rat's tutu or doo-doo would be rat's poop i digress so the course of my landscaping over the last oh i don't know 10 or 15 years has consisted of cutting the grass and nothing else. Now, before you think that, hey, he enjoys cutting the grass. No, I do not. Now, my yard, I don't know the exact dimensions. It sometimes seems like it's a lot and a half. Now, hold it. I don't mean a lot, A-L-O-T, and a half. I mean a 
space, L-O-T, a lot and a half. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. All I know, it takes slash took a long time to do it, and I'll get to why I'm saying that in past tense. An absolute pain in the, not going to say, I'm going to say dupa because I don't want to say ass, though I just did. An absolute pain to do. It's just the grass grows. You got to cut it again. I wait till as long as possible to cut it. So naturally, it might take me a little bit longer. Now, if it takes me an hour and a half, you're probably thinking, oh, it takes a little longer. It takes two hours. Guess again, people. No, I'm talking when I bagged it. It took me almost four hours to cut my lawn. Not talking like it's a huge lawn or I have a lot of acreage or anything like that. It just the lawn. A lot of trees in the backyard to go around. That's a pain in the ass. And then you, and then after that, if you don't catch everything with the mower, which you know you're not going to do, you got to take a weed eater and you got to cut around a tree. Whoever came up with the idea that we're going to build a machine so it goes around a space, a little tiny space that you can't reach with a mower, and you cut those. Nobody has ever said to me in my life, boy, oh boy, Jeff, you really, really do a great job not having any tall pieces of grass around your trees. Nobody has ever said that. And no one ever will. I mean, come on. So I I had like six trees in the back, a couple in the front. So finally, I talked to one of my neighbors. A guy who, actually, we had a rough beginning. But he said to me, you shouldn't bag. You just should cut it. I don't remember what he said, the reason he gave why you shouldn't bag it. All I heard was, you don't have to bag it. Woohoo! That was what was going on in my head. Woohoo! The voices were the voices were dancing and you know, just think of disco music going off in my head when I heard him say that you don't have to bag it. So I was extremely excited. My belly button puckering, unpuckering. That's how excited I was. So The first time I had the opportunity to cut the grass without a bag, doing my lawn, guess what? Three hours, 45 minutes. That's right. 15 minutes subtracted off the time that it took me to cut the grass. Just 15 minutes. And yes, I'm one of these idiots who does it when it needs to be cut. I don't wait around for the temperature to drop. I want to get it done. And I don't want to do half of it. Doing Cutting half of your lawn is ridiculous. It's like having half of coitus. You know, you get to a point, you want to get to the end, the complete end. You don't want to stop in the middle because you don't get the satisfaction. 
in cutting grass. You don't get the satisfaction of finishing it because you cut the front, and then the next day rolls around, and you look in the back, and you say, Jesus, now i got to cut the back. So I do it all at once. Three hours and 45 minutes. That's just cutting the lawn. I get the little remaining pieces of grass on the sidewalk, and they blow on the street. Got my other idiot neighbor across the street, who I swear is in the witness protection program. He's just an absolute, absolute dick. Okay, he's out there blowing with that blower, blowing the grass. Really? You got to blow the grass off the street? You know, eventually what happens, people, is it may not be until the end of summer, but they have one of those street cleaners that come around. Yeah, somebody came up with an idea that we're going to build a truck and put little things that do that, and that cleans up the street. Now, again, before you think I'm being lazy, uh uh-uh-uh, shame, shame on you. I'm not being lazy. I just don't do it because I don't think it's a necessary task. So three hours and 45 minutes of just cutting the lawn. Earlier this year, I did it when the temperature was 92 degrees. Idiot, go to the dictionary, picture of me. I know that's stupid. And adding in the humidity was like 99. I I take off my shirt when I cut the grass. It's scary. I will get to something that my female neighbor said in a minute because I have to go in the direction that I need to go. So just stay with me. I'll land the plane eventually. And I don't really care. If it cools me off a little bit, that's fine. I, I, I'm, i you know, for 55, I guess I'm in decent shape. I'm, I'm not going to toot my horn. But, you know, I, I, I'm not a male model. I'm not an athlete. Well, I used to be an athlete, a pretty darn good one. But I'm not an athlete anymore. Mainly I exercise, work out, keep the heart functioning properly because that needs to function properly or function keep the blood pressure low cholesterol all that so earlier this summer i'm out 90 we'll, we'll say 98 degrees i got done after three hours and 45 minutes i swear to you i'm not exaggerating my skin was on fire i was that i went inside the air was on it with the air conditioning on i think it took me 20 minutes to cool down and then the next day rolls around and you you know if you don't put suntan lotion on then the effects of not having your shirt on come into play three hours and 45 minutes of that that's not edging that's not weeding that's not doing any of that crap it's just cutting the lawn and of course going around the trees 55 been doing this most of my life I'm in the process of having a pool built. Again, this is not, I'm not trying to, you know, make like I have a lot of money or anything like that. There are other reasons why there are a pool being built. So those trees that I had to go around in the back, they were torn down. The pool is not completed. It probably won't be Oh, until spring begins. But it's less to cut. 
Now, you would think that having a pool built would make a difference. Well, guess what happened? First time I cut it with nary anything in the backyard, it took me only a half hour less. Three hours and 15 minutes every 10 days. Just just do the math. And, and I'm not going to do that because it, it would be ridiculous that I'm even doing that. Of time spent cutting the lawn. And now I have the pool being built in the back. I have trees down. And what I said to my female neighbor, well, they're a couple. She's the the wife, wife and husband. I said to both of them one day, I said, hey, this is, it's a good, good news, bad news situation for both of us. I said, the good news is I don't have to cut as much. The good news for you is you don't have to see me without my shirt on. Well, the woman took a breath and she said, yes, we all need a laugh every day. And I chuckled at that and it took me 20 minutes to realize that she was jokingly insulting me. So if you landscape for a living, you enjoy doing that each and every week. The same yards. I'm sure there are different things about your job. You may have to weed a little more. You may The grass may be higher when you cut it or when you edge it. But I just don't understand that taking the time to make your yard look good. Have you ever won an award? You're doing it just to show up your neighbors. I have two other neighbors next to the neighbor across the street. His name is Pete. I'll give you. That's actually not even his real name. He just calls himself that. He's got a neighbor next to him, and then there's a neighbor next to him. They cut the grass every five days. Come on. You know, the, the reason why you're cutting, A, is you're retired. B, you don't want to talk to your spouse. C, it's probably the only exercise you get. Now, Pete across the street has a riding mower. Yes, it took me a while, but I'm going to talk about riding mowers. That The lazy man's grass cutting. You know what? If you're going to be a man and cut your lawn, use a push mower or now an automatic mower. Really? You go inside, you, you worked up a little bit of a sweat, you say, honey, yeah, I'm done cutting the lawn. It took me 20 minutes. You know, that's, you know, I would use the word, I would use the P word, but I'm not going to. Too easy to do that. So you're out there and it takes you 20 minutes to do that. Another reason why my days of cutting the grass are over is because I've been cutting different lawns for, now, of course, I can't say all my life. If I'm 55, I wasn't cutting grass when I was three. I mean, come on. My dad was somewhat of a stickler, but he waited till I was four. I didn't start when I was three. But I finally came to the realization that cutting grass in 98-degree weather, cutting it in 50-degree weather with a sweatshirt on, or even colder, like people do when they have to wait till the last exact minute to cut the grass. Guess what? October rolling around. Oh, geez. Here in Cleveland, the weather... You know, you know the drill. Wait 15 minutes, it'll change. Could be the end of October, first week of November. Guess what happens? Temperature drops. 
Joe Blow across the street gets his mower out. He's got pants on. He's got a park on. He's got a hood and gloves, and he's cutting the lawn. If you have to cut your lawn with that much attire on, well, again, I go back to A, you have too much time on your hands. B, you're trying to get away from your spouse. And C, it's the only exercise that you're going to get. So with these idiots around me, and this is another reason why that I'm done cutting grass, is when the weather breaks, and I'm not talking about in spring, I'm talking about if it breaks in December because of global, global warming, please, avoiding controversy, yes, it does exist, that the temperature will rise to 60. Well, I won't pay attention to some things, and I'll be walking my dog. And I'll look down, and I'll think, man, that guy's grass. That guy's grass looks shorter. These neighbors get their mower out, gas it up, and cut the grass. 60 degrees. Next day, two days later, it snows. Wham. Then they do the same thing if the temperature rises again. People, people, people. Come on. Come on. It's grass. So a couple of weeks ago, I decided that's it. I'm done. I, I'm not just putting the mower away. I'm putting the mower. I'm, I'm, well, if I could do any of that stuff, dismantle it, I would. Way too much time spent cutting the grass. If you like to do it for a leisure activity to clear your mind, great. I'm done weeding. It, I, I don't really like doing it. I made that a point a long time ago. If I have a spouse or a significant other, I said, I don't weed. Come on. So my days of cutting the grass are over. Now, of course, since I have a pool being built, guess what's going to happen now? When next spring and summer roll around, I have to take care of the pool. So, yes, I am not really out of the woods. And it's a tough situation because... I'm not a fix-it guy. When I was growing up, I didn't learn how to be a fix-it guy or fix things because my dad never taught me because he went to our neighbor, Mr. Redding. Mr. Redding helped out with anything that needed to be done. So if you've got a youngin, you got to teach him how to do these things because, yes, it, it, it's been a problem for me. It's been a problem in relationships when you're dating someone and their ex-boyfriend, who is, they're actually sleeping with them on the side. They don't want you to know that. They think they're being coy, but you know that. When he's coming over to fix all kind of things when you're not there, fix. I'm using bunny ears. Fix things. That's one of the reasons why you should teach your youngin how to fix things, to avoid having somebody cheating on you. Yeah, I know, I know. Way down the line of reasons why you should teach a son or a daughter how to fix things. But because my dad never taught me, I don't know. So it's a drawback. I just explained why. The other reason why is if the ex-boyfriend isn't around to come over and have coitus with your girlfriend, or fix things. Again, bunny ears. Fix. Well, it 
it's still, you're still going to get yelled at. So I don't know how to fix things. I wouldn't be able to dismantle a mower. It just sits. I'll, I'll sell it at some point, maybe in the middle of next summer, when I have solidified my decision not to cut grass anymore. So when winter rolls around, we spoke briefly about winter. Those of you who have a snowblower, this is the equivalent of, of a riding mower. If you own a snowblower, again, your job is easier. It takes you 15, 20 minutes to do that. But you know you got to put gas in it. You got to oil it up. That, that's just, that, that's too much for me to do. So for 55, well, not really 55 again, my dad waited until I was four to have me start shoveling the um, driveway and sidewalks. I've been doing just that. Snows, there I am, out there. If I work early and it snows at 4 a.m., I got to clear the driveway. There I am out there. If it snows at 11 o'clock, that's p.m., and it's not going to snow anytime overnight, there's me shoveling it. Because if I do it at 11 p.m., then I don't have to do it in the morning if I know it's not going to snow. I'm no weatherman. So there I am, and I, and I will do it whatever I'm dressed in. If I'm going to shovel snow in the afternoon, I come out of working out. I'm in shorts. I have sweatshirt on, maybe a heavier coat, depending on the temperature. I'll go home, still a little warm from working out. Not menopause. I do have that, though. But just a little bit warm from working out. Snow on the ground, maybe an inch, maybe two inches. Now, that may sound anal that I have to shovel it. I have a Shih Tzu. She's her seven pounds. I'm doing that. I'm not moving coconuts around. I have my hands out to show how big she is. You can't see it. Just visualize me with my hands out. And she, her, her legs are barely off the ground. So when it snows, I mean, the dog is from China. They don't know snow that well, so the dog knows how cold it is. I have to shovel because the dog has to go out, whether she goes out in the front or on the back patio. I have to shovel the back patio. Who's going to get a snowblower out and blow off the back patio? So I get done working out. It's about 5 p.m. There I am, shorts. I don't want to go in to take the time to put boots on. So I'm out there in shorts. There I am shoveling. Because I have a corner lot, I have a lot of sidewalk. You know, that is, if you don't know that, that's your responsibility if you're a homeowner. So this has happened periodically. Over the years, I've been living in the location that I have for seven years. I have a woman who's retired. And I swear to you, this happened. Everything I tell you happens because I don't mind embarrassing myself. If I was naked, I would be embarrassing myself, but I don't mind doing that. I'm not naked now, you know, time and place, I would be. So this one particular day, I come back from working out. Feeling good, a little bit sweaty. Still have shorts on, have the sweatshirt on or coat, maybe even both. Finish shoveling. Grab my dog. I don't grab her. I mean, I 
get her, put the leash on, start walking in shorts, temperature about 30 degrees. I had a neighbor across the street. This is, this is a true story. Now, it's not, it's across the street. I'm not saying it's, you know, 100 yards across the street, but it's not on the same side of the street. And I'm walking, not even paying attention. And I hear this voice outside the door. And, I'm, and I could tell who it is by the sound of their voice. Now, it wasn't this. This isn't the sound of the voice I heard. No. Across the street, she yells to me. And I think I've spoken to the woman five times in seven years. She yells to me, put some clothes on. And I turn around and I'm, I'm just, I'm stunned. You know what? You're worried about what I'm wearing when I'm shoveling the driver, when I'm walking my dog. So I, I made a joke, but I was serious in telling it that the next day I was going to go down to City Hall, get permission to put a sign up in my front yard so it was facing the woman who yelled at me. And guess what the sign was going to say? The sign was going to say, I don't care what you're wearing. Come on, really? You're worried about what I'm wearing to shovel my drive and walk my dog? So shoveling the drive to clear your drive, to clear your sidewalk, to do it manually and by manually, that's by hand, not a snowblower, takes its toll. Over the years, when I was growing up, my brother and my dad and I used to tell a story. We didn't want my dad shoveling the drive as he got older because we had, we had a friend um, older than I am, new from the city. Their father passed away shoveling the drive when he was 50. I'm 55, a little bit better condition than Mr. Caesar was when he tragically and unfortunately passed away. But please, little disclaimer, be aware of your health when you shovel the drive. It's a strenuous activity. Oh, jeez. Disclaimer ended. But spending all your time shoveling the drive, I may have somebody plow the drive this year, but I still will have to do the sidewalks. I'm sure it will cost more if I have them shovel the sidewalks, but I have to do it for the dogs. Love the dogs. Got to clear a path for a Shih Tzu and a Golden, but she loves running around in the snow. So all these physical activities that you do in the spring and summer, cutting the grass, weeding, if you like going out there on a riding mower, if you like, like snow blowing, hey, more power to you people. I am done doing that. And I was sitting here thinking that there's a couple more stories I can tell with people I've dealt with, actual landscapers who've come and, and cheated me. But I don't want to waste my breath because the one story is the guy's an absolute idiot still talking crap about me around the city that I live in. Maybe I'll bring that up at a future episode. So if you shovel your drive, if you do it with a snowblower, those things are different. But I've shoveled way, way 
too many drives over the course of my lifetime, cut way, way too many lawns over the course of a lifetime. It's just, you know, that needs to be done. But if you got to edge, if you got to weed eat, if you got to weed, what are you doing it for? I don't get it. I'm sure there are many, many things that I do that you don't get. Mainly the way I talk, the way I sound, the size of my nose. A lot of people are amazed. They don't get that. Look at my photo. Go to the Facebook page. I'm not sure it's, if it's up. Go to my website. So the days of the physical labor <laughs> have gone by the wayside. I, I, I have never understood it. And if you know where I live and you drive by and you see me cutting the grass, well, guess what? That means if I have a significant other, if I ever do, they're probably ordering me to cut the grass. So maybe, just maybe, I shouldn't put the lawnmower away or dismantle it. Or because I don't know how to fix anything or assemble or dismantle anything, I will have a neighbor to do that. I just realized that I, I guess my format I'm doing differently, and this might actually be better. I did the two current events, and then I went into the main topic, and I just realized that the third thing I do, but this might be better, actually. Yeah. This isn't, I'm not changing anything. I'm, I'm thinking about this on my feet. Actually, I'm sitting down, so I'm thinking of it on my butt. But I usually have that third topic I end before the main part of the show, but I'm going to wrap it up. Tomorrow is Saturday, October 17th, 2020. It's sweetest day in the United States. It's not a second Valentine's Day. And the reason why it's worth mentioning is a lot of people don't even know it's, it, it exists. They're unaware. It actually originated here in Cleveland. It's the third Saturday, the 10th month, October. Not a second Valentine's Day. It has its own unique and rightful origins. Sweetest Day began here in Cleveland in 1922. I didn't know that. I thought it began in like 1992. But it began in 1922 when a man named Herbert Birch Kingston decided to bring a little happiness into the lives of orphans, shut-ins, and others who were often together during the month of October. So the reason why I'm mentioning this, Valentine's Day, you know it's coming. Three weeks before, you got to make a dinner reservation. Two weeks before, you got to make a dinner reservation. 24 hours before, you're struggling to make a dinner reservation because, yeah, all the other men, women, whatever, have made dinner reservations. The same thing for a card or a gift. Unless you're getting edible undies. I don't think it's going to be that difficult to get edible undies right before Valentine's Day because there's a reason you wouldn't give that until the day, either the day before Valentine's Day or on it. If you don't know what edible undies are, please take an opportunity. Take a minute to go to the website and look it up. I think if I've used the word undies and edible, you should, should be able to get the general idea of what that is. So Valentine's Day... You got to do a lot before the day itself. Then you got to make sure you, you do everything right because the significant other always remembers it if you do something wrong. Honey, do you remember that Valentine's Day when you, when you made the wrong reservation? 
but you got me butterscotch instead of chocolate. Those are the type of things that happen if you don't really plan it out. Now, if you're really smart, really, really smart, you get married on Valentine's Day. So you do, it's done right there. Two things. You kill two birds with one bird. You got Valentine's Day. You get a gift. You got your anniversary, you get a gift, or you say, honey, I'm tying these both in. This is your Valentine's Day and anniversary gift. You would never, ever forget that, your anniversary or Valentine's Day. Yep, this idiot got married on Valentine's Day. I'm now divorced, so you can, you know, I still remember it because, well, I did it on Valentine's Day. Sweetest Day is a little different. Right before the show began, when I came up with the idea that I was going to talk about it, not at this point in the show, but I mentioned to Shaggy that it was Sweetest Day, and Shaggy said, it is? I didn't know that, or I forgot. So that's that has nothing to do with Shaggy's memory, and he's very, very smart. People forget Sweetest Day. This show doesn't come out until Monday or Tuesday, the following Monday or Tuesday after it's recorded. So if you're listening to this three months from now, just remember it. That Sweetest Day originated here in Cleveland back in 1922. But do you remember it? Nope. You're probably reminded on that day or even the next day that you forgot Sweetest Day. (laughs) Third, third Saturday in October. This has been a blast. I kind of changed up the format, but I think it went pretty well. I think it did, if you agree. Shake your head. Want to take the opportunity to thank Shaggy and CBW Productions. They do a great job of putting this show together. Also, you can catch me on another show that CBW Productions does, the other podcast that I'm on. It's called Of Mikes and Men. It's with my good buds, Sean and Mo, Shaggy and Omar, and the confused intern, Jeremy, they, they speak from another room in another microphone, and they interject into the program. It's a lot of fun. Those guys take all kinds of hallucinogenics, do all kinds of stuff, and when they do that, they're even funnier than they are in normal, real life. So check that out. You can find this episode, this show, on Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. It has been a blast. The next time you hear my voice is the next time you listen to this podcast. I'm Jeff Stritch. This has been Strictly Stritch in time. Be safe. Be happy. Be proud. All together now in unison. Peace.